Hello, good morning. It is a very good morning here. Well, it's the dark good morning here from the UK. It's the cricket show is back. Uh, before we get into the show, um, I just wanted to pay our own little tribute from the Desi Sportscast to the fallen heroes of the heli- helicopter crash, uh, General, uh, General Bipin Rawat, the Chief of Defence Staff, who we lost this week, and um, his uh, wife and colleagues and and it was a sad day for the country, and uh, we pay our homage and respect to the fallen. So I thought I'd just give a little um, tribute to them and that they will be never forgotten, and uh, we thank them for their service. After that, let's get on with the cricket show. And it has been a while, so and you're not here to see me. There's only two people you're here to see. Let's get them on the show. Uh, the name on whose behalf we are here, Prasan. Hello, my friend. How are you? Hi, Bharat. Uh, doing really well. Uh, been quite some time since we caught up, so good to be back. Um, been a lot of cricket, actually, uh, that's happened since we last spoke, so looking forward to this um, show. Yeah, it'll be good to catch up. And, of course, Shashwat from the beautiful city of Nagpur uh, is joining us again. As uh, Good to see you, Shashwat. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing well. It's been quite a while since we've last spoken, so obviously lots to discuss and lots that has happened since we last spoke. Indeed. It, I can't remember the last show. Obviously, it was before the T20 World Cup and we know what happened there. And uh, for, Well, it's down to me, actually. The show has not happened. So, you know, uh, it's it's my fault. So apologies for that. But it's really good to have you back on talking about um, uh, cricket on all formats, actually, that's happened in the recent past. Uh, but, but before we get into that, let's let everybody know what you guys have been doing. No, no doubt with uh, sport uh, of all kinds that you cover. Uh, you must be really busy in the uh, work that you do. Uh, Prasan, you've got a big day today, Verstappen or Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I've made my intentions pretty clear when, I, when I've when i said that I support uh, Verstappen all the way. Oh, I just dear. feel that, you know, just just like how, uh, how CSK and MI have dominated IPL, Hamilton's dominated Formula 1 for way too long. And it's about time that, you know, the sport gets a new winner. Um, there isn't long until Hamilton probably hangs up his boots in probably a year or two. And before that, if we can see Max Verstappen win his first title, it'll make next season even more better. And I think uh, Drive to Survive is going to be a lot more fun if Verstappen wins it this time. So, I'm really excited. You know, it's actually been a long time since Hamilton has been challenged um, throughout the season, you know, not just in a race or two. So, I'm really pumped up that uh, Verstappen's got pole. Unfortunately, it's on softs, but uh, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, I believe that's a bit... I mean, I'm not into F1. I did get into F1 a little bit through the... I think it's Amazon or Netflix series. uh, But I do find it a little bit boring. Uh, (laughs) But I think there'll be uh, the biggest audience for a long time watching the race today. Obviously, Hamilton being from the United Kingdom, there's a lot of interest here. And Formula One is big here. Um, Shashwat, any interest in Formula One? Or you no, like whatever me? Time, whatever time I've gotten off from cricket, I have invested that into Indian football. So once you get into Indian football, there's simply no end. It is another ocean just like Indian cricket. So I've restricted myself to these two sports for the time being at least. Do you know, I do feel for Indian journalists who have to follow cricket, which is a full-time job, and then Indian football. And 
Murphy. <laughs> it's not an easy job covering Indian football. Uh, you know, we have this uh, the football show and we talk about all the uh, issues and what have you. But at least there's been goals this year. So that's that's a good thing. It's been entertaining, if nothing else. Uh, yes, and a bit of a yes, a bit of a no. Uh I'd rather keep my keep my thoughts to myself at this point in time. <laughs> no, but there's a there is Obviously. a good side to it. But anyway, let's get into the cricket chat. That's why we're here. And um, like I said, it's been a while since um, we've met. But let's. I just wanted to get your thoughts. And you've had a lot of time to reflect, and no doubt I've seen some of the articles you've written as well on the back of the T Twenty World Cup. Um, it's been a month or so. It seemed like a lot longer than that because of the New Zealand series in between as well. And People's memories always on the last game or the last series. Uh, but Prasan, just going back to the T20 World Cup, a lot of hope. Um, I think it was fair to say we thought we had a very good chance of winning, certainly getting to the final. Didn't even get into the semi final. Um, you've had a lot of time to reflect. You probably made up your mind as to what happened. What are, you, what are your thoughts on, on what happened? Well, I think it's something that's plagued Indian cricket for a long time is um, we didn't uh, come up uh, on top during crunch situations. Um, you know, I, th- I think I think a, a major part of that uh, has sort of stemmed from how we performed before these big tournaments. Um, in fact, the, the way that we won in the second test against New Zealand and, uh, you know, we, we put up barely a fight in the World Test Championship final. Again, indications that we've done well when the pressure hasn't been on us um, as a team. And collectively, I think... Uh, performances were there uh, here and there you know a couple of performances um, that we that we were witness to but uh, when Shaheen Shah Afridi puts up that sort of a show to start off the tournament then uh, there's not much that you can do uh, to follow it up so I, I think eventually it was a tournament which didn't really pan out the way it should have um, of course at least in my view I think this was this was the best team that we could go in with um, but unfortunately this wasn't to be and um, how much ever we look back at it I think uh, it's one of those tournaments which you'll need to forget uh, in a jiffy. Otherwise, it's always going to come and bite you. And I mean, after what, after what's all what's all happened, of course, Kohli res- uh, resigning from T20 captaincy and uh, the fact that he's been thrown out of ODI captaincy in some sense with just a footnote o- over a mail. I think um, a lot is happening in Indian cricket. But the T20 World Cup was certainly an aberration in terms of where Indian cricket is heading. Um, a lot of people expected, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, we expected to win the tournament, but we didn't even make the semis. So... Uh, it was a disastrous performance in all in all sense of speaking, and uh, uh, there's not much that we can do except move forward and hope that Rohit Sharma brings uh, better things to Indian cricket and well, a trophy. Well, I was going to come to that, uh, and it's definitely the announcement of Rohit taking over ODI because you guys are on the inside, and are the stories true? And you alluded to how the announcement was made or not made, so we'll <coughs> get into that in a little bit. But Shashwat, uh, just reflecting. Very briefly, again, on the T20 World Cup, was it a simple case of win the toss, you win the game initially in the uh, group stages and that's where <laughs> it went wrong for us in the first two games or was it more than that? Uh, so, I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about how the toss played a huge role. Obviously, the toss was an advantage at Dubai considering that Dew usually had a part to play and that the wicket used to be a little tacky at the start of games which made batting a little difficult. But I would uh, want to say that uh, it wasn't really <coughs> the case of us losing the toss as much as we were very poor with the bat. 
because the okay the stats say that of the last 15 to 18 games that have been played in dubai the night games that is only one team has won batting first and that was the chennai super kings in the ipl final thing that happened with the chennai super kings in the ipl final was they knew that they needed to get a score that would account for whatever due that came in etc etc so considering the kind of resources that we had with the bat uh, irrespective of how many wickets we lost against shine chafri the and in the power play i still think uh, we had our approach all wrong i i've been saying this for the past year and a half that we <coughs> have been a little too conservative in t20 cricket especially in t20 international and we've tried to stack our side with too many anchors who have very good numbers on paper but don't really work in harmony as much each of them is a very very good batter and each of them is a mainstay of their respective ipl sides because the entire batting lineup revolves around them but in an indian setup you can't really have the batting lineup revolving around everybody i think we couldn't really identify the one person around whom the rest of the batting had to revolve and in that process there was a massive lack of clarity in terms of the roles that each had to perform and uh, even though i had expected us to get into the semi finals based on the strength of the other teams in our team in, in our group and uh, the presence of match winners that we had it wasn't really a surprise the way we played against new zealand especially after what happened against pakistan because that pakistan game opened up wounds it told us uh, it basically so i i am not a huge fan of the regime that has gone by and of the chopping and changing that they do especially in limited overs cricket and when once they decided to push ishan kishan up to the top of the order at the expense of rohit sharma who had before that game been the only batter to have struck at more than 140 in the first innings of a t20 of a t20 innings since the start of 2020 was uh, very very perplexing there have obviously been a lot of reports saying that it was his decision all a lot of finger pointing but then again it all stems from a lack of clarity and i really hope that uh, this t20 series against new zealand is the start of more clarity being given to these players because if more clarity is given to these players we can definitely implement the ultra aggressive approach that is needed in t20 cricket I, having said that kohli had during the england series uh, in march said that india wanted to embrace a more attacking style but saying that four months before of t20 world cup and then having this constant chopping and changing which does not really give the players the freedom to actually express themselves that is something that i don't think will continue this time out because dravid and rohit sharma have both been very vocal in saying that they want to give they want to provide faith they, they want to invest in the players and give them the faith that they will not be dropped if they do what is the right thing for the team and i think that kind of security is very important when you play this style of game because if you look at teams that have been this ultra aggressive uh, have used this ultra aggressive approach in t20 cricket you talk about the west indies in 2016 or you talk about how england play their cricket there are hardly any changes to their batting lineup they mm. they identify their top 7 they stick with their top 7 irrespective of whatever happens and if they don't perform then they take calls after a tournament or after a particular cycle has ended Perhaps the West Indies bore the brunt because they invested a little too much in players that were a little too old, yeah. <laughs> as we yeah. now found out. But then again, that is a philosophy that usually works. That is a philosophy that worked for Indian cricket as well. 
if you go back to the 2017-20 World Cup, the 2011 World Cup that we won, the 2013 Champions Trophy, there were hardly any changes. Everyone knew what they had to do. You had Joginder Sharma knowing that he was going to bowl at the death. A lot of people tell me that that was just dumb luck that India won. It wasn't. Joginder Sharma also bowled the final over against Australia in the semi-final. People forget that. And mm. then he bowled the final over in the final. Mm. So, a lot of it stems from trust. Rohit and Dravid have been making the right noises and hopefully this can be the start of something special in Indian cricket. Well, uh, as everybody knows, um, this time next year we'll have another T20 World Cup winner. So, to, it is another big year for T20 cricket and uh, we'll talk about the series that's uh, happened straight after against the Kiwis because that is the start of the preparations for next year. But just very quickly, um, yes or no answer, Prasant, did the best <coughs> team win the tournament? I think so. Um, you know, Australia were obviously going to be one of the favourites to win it apart from India and England. So, I think uh, Australia, uh, England and India were the top three for me. And uh, Australia deservingly won the tournament after playing some good cricket. And uh, Sheshwati was the end of an era, one that we knew about, not that we heard from the media or an email that was sent. But uh, the end of the Kohli, uh Ravi Shastri era. Um, Obviously, Ravi is taking a bit of a sabbatical now for six months uh, just to refresh the batteries. I'm sure we'll see in the commentary box soon. Kohli is going to carry on playing, well, test cricket and ODI cricket if he's selected now that he's not captain. And we'll get into that a little bit because I've got my own views on that one. And I'll share those, uh, what I think about that decision. Um, how do you look back on them? Or Because there seemed to be afterwards that they were being judged on their ICC uh, performances a lot, obviously, maybe because that was the last tournament they were together. But overall, how do you look back on that partnership, that management? I think that partnership worked uh, very well in Test cricket, although the ICC World Test Championship final was perhaps the exception to the norm. And the thing is, it was quite a big exception, and that is why their tenure will obviously be defined by something like that. Plus, uh, so, obviously, for people who follow football as well, you always judge you always judge a manager eventually by the number of trophies they've won. Irrespective of what they built, that is something that you need to take into account. You can't just say because a manager has won one trophy that he is a greater manager than somebody else. But you have to look at everything collectively. So, from that perspective, the fact that we've had three very, very... Uh, I would term them shocking performances in crunch situations. You talk about the 2019 World Cup semi-final, the World Test Championship final and the T20 World Cup. The first two games especially. So, I think there is a little bit uh, that both of them would work. If, if obviously both of them are given a choice to go back in time and correct something, these three will these will be the three things that they would want to. Having said that, wins in Australia is something that no other team has previously achieved. So, Kudos to them for having achieved that and in all likelihood with the way England are playing, we will be winning that test series as well. So, for, for, from that perspective, red ball cricket-wise, I think they've done well. They've uh, ensured that India has stayed at the top. In terms of white ball cricket, this constant chopping and changing, this lack of communication, the numerous reports that, every, that come out... Every month you have a different report saying why a particular player was dropped. I heard a couple of days ago where Ravi Shastri was talking to one of the leading publications in India and he said that 
he didn't want three wicket keepers in the squad either one of ambati raidu or shreyas ayer could have been included in the 2019 world cup squad but i think this is a little bit of finger pointing because i can't come to grips with the fact that the coach wasn't consulted before a team for the world cup was selected so i don't think we've really heard the end of a few controversies that happened during controversy as in selection controversies that happened during their time and one thing uh, i know for a fact that they would have wanted to change was uh, the number of reports that keep kept coming out of the dressing room i don't think that was the case uh, before this era took over i think this uh, trend started off from the kohli and anil kumble fallout this basically increases a bit of insecurity you then don't know if the coach actually trusts you or the captain actually trusts you because in the media there is something else going on so i think that is one thing that was a little uh, was something that made me question what was actually happening in the dressing room but as far as results in bilateral series are concerned i don't think there is much more that they could have done present where do you stand on this uh, argument that the icc performance under their leadership uh, like sheshwat quite rightly says was Poor, for want of a better word. I mean, like he says, we lost in the semi-finals. We got to the final of the World Test Championship, but the performance wasn't there. We were expecting a bit more, but then again, you can understand the conditions and make a sort of mitigation in terms of that one-off game for the T20 World Cup. Um, is it right that we put emphasis on that rather than the bilateral series and the incredible performances like that's what the game alluded to? um if i can just uh, diverge a little and give you an example you know ever since neeraj chopra won the gold medal for the country in the olympics um he is the most searched you know person on google uh, an an indian person on google but if you look at what he's done after that no one really cares and so what that i mean people don't know that he's taking part in these other tournaments the nationals and he's he's taking part in the federations cup uh what that means to say is india is a very result oriented country and unfortunately at the pinnacle of all of these results are obviously the world cups the world test championships and what not um and in some sense of speaking obviously those count a lot for for you know uh, obtaining uh, your analysis of where a team has come from or where the captain is or where the coach is um what's important to understand and this is this has got nothing to do with my Uh, I mean, I I honestly do rate Kohli as an extremely good player, but obviously his results in terms of captaincy aren't that uh, aren't there for any of us to see. Uh, beat the IPL, beat the Indian team, so it, it's very harsh. Obviously, in terms of saying that it's completely on them, because ultimately cricket is uh, an eleven-man sport, and of course it goes beyond that when when substitutes come into play. So sometimes situations haven't really um, helped us out, especially. you know in terms of the wdc final like you said the conditions here as well uh, some matches we were blown away against pakistan and i mean in some of the other matches we just couldn't you know do anything else apart from uh, succumbing to uh, a better opposition uh, even in the bilateral so um, i i think it's it's very harsh to put it put the blame on two people um, it's not like kohli got everything wrong i think uh, uh, to see where they've got the test side you know from where they were back in back when they took charge to where the team is right now Uh, to see someone like Mohammad Siraj coming up the ranks, you know, it, it's a combined effort. Yeah. The captain and coach also have a lot of credit that needs to be given to them. So, um, it's really unfortunate that they haven't managed to win much. But uh, to see how the team's character has come up, I think what they've done is they've molded this team into a championship-winning side. And 
Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised for one if Rohit Sharma doesn't win the title. I mean, he's obviously uh, an extremely good captain. But eventually, like I said, it all depends on the team. And each performance or each individual has to perform on that given day. So, uh, if that doesn't happen, you can't win matches, you can't win championships. So, hopefully, uh, this, this ushering of a new era under Rohit and Rahul stays. But then again, I'm not really sure that they're looking at, looking at it as a long-term project simply because... Let's not forget Rohit Sharma isn't in his 20s. You know, he's one and a half years older than Virat if it's uh, worth anything to discuss. So, in some sense, they aren't looking at it in a long, long-term prospect. Um, instead, that it's more of a stopgap stop solution and they're looking at it where, you know, they really want results. They want to prove to the world that India can win these tournaments. And they're hoping uh, the five-time IPL winner and the guy who's had all the success in the world does it for the Indian side. So, if it happens, there won't be anyone happier than me. But then again, I don't think uh, I, I I honestly think Kohli and Shastri have done a lot for this team for which they don't get uh, enough credit. I agree, I agree. And um, from what you say, uh, the focus is now on a little bit on the white ball cricket just to turn uh, that record around. But what when we look back on this era, and do you agree with Seshwit that he and Kohli made a team that was one of the best, not just in Indian cricket history, but world cricket history in terms of the test performances? I'd not go as far as saying that it was one of the best ever teams in world cricket uh, because uh, obviously we won a couple of times in Australia. We are on the verge of winning a series in England. But apart from that, we've not yet won in South Africa and New Zealand. So obviously no other Indian team has ever done it before. But if we are talking about the greatest team to have ever existed in world cricket. I think call for, I, I think it should, uh, that should be a basic criteria for a team to, especially from Asia, to have one in all four of uh, these countries. So, I will not go, I will not buy into that narrative of saying that this is the one of the greatest teams ever in world cricket. As far as Indian test teams are concerned, yes, I think this team is up there because... Uh, no other team had won a series in Australia and to do it twice in a row, especially the second time with so many players injured. We were literally one injury away from forfeiting a game that, or, or getting Karthik Tyagi to play his first test match. So, for us to be in that kind of a situation and uh, then actually win that too at the GABA, uh, I think uh, that puts this current test team in to perhaps the top three test teams to have ever played cricket for India. As far as world cricket is concerned, I'll not really buy into that argument that this is one of the best ever teams to have played world cricket. Well, I think we can all agree that it has been a golden era of Indian cricket in terms of the Red Bull. Um, and it stands on par with anything that we've done in the past. And I think we will look back uh, as these two led the country during that period in maybe a better light uh, as we go through the years. But let's fall look forward to the future now in the new partnership under um, uh, Coach Ravid and uh, Roy Sharma. And um, it started off with a, a series against New Zealand, which is not the biggest one that you can hope for after the disappointment of the T20 World Cup. Prasant, how did that series go for you? And did you learn any lessons or is it too early in terms of how Rohit and uh, Dravid will um, uh, take this team forward, not only in Red Bull cricket, but white ball cricket. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, a series win, a series uh, whitewash, in fact, is something that's uh, obviously a very, very good result. 
um, irrespective of it uh, being against whichever opponent. And uh, I mean, New Zealand obviously did come here and they weren't uh, equipped with the best players, um, of course, in terms of uh, players who could perform in India because of the experience that they had in the squad. Um, and to start off the series, you know, with the way Bhuvneshwar Kumar got Mitchell, Daryl Mitchell out, but then I, I still felt that the bowlers had a lot to uh, prove at the end of the series. Um, uh, I, I wasn't too satisfied with the way the bowlers went on, uh, except for the last game, of course, where uh, we skittled them for under 115, something on 111, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but otherwise, I think the batting looked fantastic. Rohit Sharma obviously starting off really well, uh, then getting half centuries in the last two uh, uh, last two games. So I think. Overall, like I said, uh, in my opinion, if anyone captains this Indian team, we have a good chance of winning. Uh, simply because of how strong this Indian team is, um, especially in bilaterals. And unfortunately, that just hasn't translated into good results in the uh, World Cup or the ICC event. So, uh, I'm very confident of what, what we are going to see under Rohit and Rahul. I think uh, they're, they're really different people when compared to Shastri and Kohli, at least of what we've heard, obviously. Uh, we haven't really interacted or you know been with them uh, in the scheme of things but uh, comparing the the duo you know i i think it's easier to say that rohit and rahul probably will be a lot more uh, will have a lot more trust in the players uh, and in some sense i think players will have more security about their roles uh, they'll know what to do there won't be too much of chopping and changing like we've seen in the past so um, good that we started off on a fantastic note i think uh, a good 3-0 series uh, t20 win and then a, a massive win in the Second test, I think, are, are certainly good signs of what's to come. Uh, but again, uh, I'm not. I'm. I won't be surprised if we see a different captain once the T20 World. I mean, T20 World Cup gets done because this certainly isn't a long-term project in my eyes. Um, so if we see someone like Kale Rahul and then you know Rishabh Pant coming up uh, in the next year, maybe in 2023 or uh, or early 2024, then I think um, that's what Indian cricket needs rather than. Uh, Rohit Sharma probably continuing for like three, four years, given uh, that he's obviously in his early 30s or maybe 35-ish uh, age right now. And we've just had a comment from Raj Chaksaria. He agrees with both of you. I think you both said it. That it's about trust. Indian players were never sure about their spot in the playing 11 under Virat's captaincy, let it be IPL or any other series. <laughs> so I think uh, it's something that you think will change now under coach uh, Javid and captain uh, Rohit. Um Says what in terms of the test cricket, let's forget the T20 series because you know there was a few uh, players missing, rested, what have you. And after the T20 World Cup, it's not going to have the same impact. But just talking about the two test matches and uh, the performance, um, it was good to see the Gujaratis on show for me, uh, for both sides. So that was good to see. But it, it, it's a victory at home now, you know, just guaranteed because of the pitches we're going to play. I mean. It should have been a whitewash, like uh, Prasan says. Uh, but these spinning tracks, um, what did you make of the Test Series and the pitches? Well, I think uh, I can probably say that uh, there aren't many teams in world cricket that uh, know how to play spin at this point in time. And I think a lot of that blame has to be attached to T20 cricket, where spinners don't actually look to spin the ball. They are just a slower version of fast bowlers. They come in from a shorter run-up and everybody tries to dart the ball in. So, that has basically uh, reduced the art of playing spin bowling as it once was. Because if you see, even India aren't comfortable when the pitches are turning. And had it not been for Mayank Agarwal's efforts in the first innings, all of our other illustrious batters were dismissed by Ajaz Patel quite cheaply. So, 
as long as we keep playing on these pitches, we have the batting to be in the game. But we have the bowling that is way better than any other team out there. Because if you look at it, Akshar Patel on these wickets is uh, literally unplayable at times. Same with Ravindra Jadeja. And I have not even mentioned Ravichandran Ashwin so far. So that tells you the kind of depth we have on spinning tracks, especially at home. As far as the batting is concerned, I think uh, home, see, we have become such a dominant force at home because uh, a lot of other teams have really, really gone backwards in terms of how they play spin bowling. Even if you look at uh, the first test, New Zealand weren't very good against the spinners, especially once we started to apply pressure on the final day. There wasn't as much happening on that track, but still New Zealand got into a position where they needed uh, their 10th wicket partnership to bat more than 50 deliveries, deliveries to save the test. So, spin, batting Just against spin. Just a quick question on that one. If Virat was captain, do you think we would have won that test match? Uh, I think it's pretty difficult to say. There, was, there, there wasn't a lot of help for the bowlers first and foremost. Uh, plus, you can always argue that... Uh, Perhaps a different captain. But then again, if we had a different captain, we would have won the T20 World Cup as well. <laughs> so, I, I, I think that is not a discussion that we should be investing time on. There were a couple of things. Ajinkya Rahane could have gone back to his fast bowlers a little earlier, especially once Somerville had begun playing the spinners well. Uh, that change, that decision to go to the pacers and ask them to bowl short after lunch was perhaps say. In hindsight, obviously, 5 to 7 overs a little later. But then again, I can't really fault the way India bowled. They tried their heart out on a wicket that wasn't very responsive and they came very close to winning the game. But in terms of um, the players that came out of it, and uh, any, uh, there was obviously the squad that's been picked since then, and we'll talk about the series coming up. Um, the opening partnership looked very... Um, solid and good in terms of KL and Rohit. Is this the future as far as you see it, Prasan? I think so, because uh, once KL and Rohit are there, I, it's, it's very hard for anyone else to get a look in. In fact, uh, uh, Mayank unfortunately missed out on the last time and KL Rahul came in and, you know, uh, he grabbed the opportunity with both hands. And I think right now, KL and Rohit, both are all three format players and uh, Kohli has emphasized on that uh, quite a bit saying that he trusts these two to really open the innings and uh, take the game forward. So, uh, moving ahead, you know, I'm, I'm honestly very, very chuffed for Mayank Agarwal. And, uh, you know, the way that he scored uh, those runs, I think it was fabulous to watch. Uh, his technique, his his um, his approach to batting, I think, is, is a great sight. And, unfortunately, he hasn't got as many opportunities. I think he's someone in the mould of Robin Uthappa. Uh, but, of course, he's got a lot more opportunities than Uthappa did. Um, but... Uh, once Rohit and KL Rahul are back in, like in the case of South Africa, again, Mayank Agarwal will have to sit on the benches. Um, but yeah, uh, going forward, I think that's going to be the template where uh, Rohit and uh, Rahul open, followed by Kohli, Surya, whoever else is there. Shreya Sire, of course, now probably has done uh, hopefully enough to keep Rahane out of the side. I think uh, uh, there's no bigger advocate of uh, Rahane needing to get out of the test side than Shashwat. I think... Uh, He's made it quite obvious that he uh, he hates Rahane as much as anyone can hate anything else. Uh, at least Rahane's presence in the test side. And Shashwat, I, isn't I mean, he on Deacon uh, as a captain? Pardon? Uh, isn't he got a perfect record as captain? Not a perfect record. He has a couple of draws in there. Well, he's not lost. <laughs> yes, he's not lost. But 
he can be a part of an illustrious list of Indian cricketers <laughs> who have played the last test as captain. So positives all the way. But I, I, I was, well, I was going to talk about Rohit, but let's, you bring that up. Let's carry on with that conversation, Prasan. I was, do you think uh, Rahane and Pujara deserve to be in the A squad, uh, in the squad for South Africa? I think Pujara still does because uh, uh, what I've seen of Pujara since the last time we went to Australia is he has changed his approach in a sense that he, he is a little bit more attacking than he was earlier. Um, I think he's scoring his runs a little bit more. He's trying to score runs at least, which is a positive sign. Uh, the only problem with Rahane is, you know, he he hasn't really scored runs. And uh, as much as Kohli keeps saying it's outside noise, outside noise, and that's that's what I find perplexing in Indian cricket is every captain is trying to be a philosopher. You know, they're not giving cricketing reasons uh, to say, you know, why they're dropping a player, that they're, they're terming it a niggle. It was pretty obvious for us, wasn't it? Uh, you know, just before the second test rolled on that. Uh, if there was a way that Rahane wouldn't play the test, it would be because of an injury. And uh, when the man's carrying, running out and carrying drinks, I don't think the hamstring niggles something that uh, that was in picture. And it, it's quite sad to see that, you know, they can't be open. Um, that's something that we should certainly learn from Australia and England, where they're very open about their team combination, the way certain players fit in. Uh, that's something that needs to come into Indian cricket. And uh, I, I, I think... Uh, with Rahane, the case is very simple where he's not scoring enough runs. Um, as much as he says that he's making contributions, that Kohli is saying that he's making contributions, I don't think he is. Um, when someone like Shreya Sair is scoring the runs, he is. And Hanuma Vihari is also waiting for an opportunity. Of course, now Jareja is as good to be in the top uh, top five even um, you know, of a batting side. So, uh, I think it's high time we bid. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Jareja has transformed into a marvellous um, uh, test cricketer, especially with the bat, uh, the way that yeah, I mean, hundred percent. I, I, I would certainly play Jadeja maybe at five uh, and get Rishabh Pant to come in at six. Uh, I mean, if if that's something that we need, uh, if we can't fit in Rahane, maybe get in Vihari. I mean, I'm, I'm saying obviously we wouldn't play him ahead of Vihari, but if Vihari it does not fit into the side, then I think Jadeja is good enough to be a, a number number five, number six Test batsman and batter, and the way that he's gone about his batting in recent times. So. Um, I, I I really feel it's time we look past Rahane because uh, uh, as much as he's done for uh, for the Indian team, uh, he hasn't scored runs at all in the recent past. And if you don't score runs in Test cricket, then you certainly don't deserve a spot in the side. So uh, we need to look past Rahane and hopefully uh, this this tour of South Africa. If if we if Rahane plays uh, and if he doesn't score runs, that should be the end of it. Um, and I think very similarly is going to be the case with Dishan Sharma as well. Well, I'm not going to ask you about Rohani. We know where you stand, Sheshwood. But uh, Rajas uh, said that it's high time we should bid farewell to Pajara <coughs> as well. Because I was surprised he was taken to South Africa. Uh, he's under pressure as well. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, so, I just want to refer to one point Prasen made about Australia and England being a little more forthcoming with their selections. I'm pretty sure there will be a lot of England fans wanting an explanation of why both Broad and Anderson didn't play at the Gappa. So, as far as far as selection is concerned, I think uh, there is no right way per se, especially in the social media era for actually dropping a player or because in some team environments, it might make a lot more sense to say that a person has a niggle and then quietly get them away from the firing line. Whereas in, on some other occasions, it might be better to bluntly say that this ex person is simply not good enough to make our level. So, it is my personal opinion that you have to evaluate all those things on a case-to-case -case basis. 
but i firmly believe for people like pujara and rahane who been playing test cricket for the past 10 years and for them to continue to be in the team just so the indian team management can ignore the outside noise is something that doesn't really sit well with me but this this I, goes back to what you were saying that you think it'll be different under coach dravid so do you, you know in terms of uh, player retentions and being stubborn uh, being loyal but it is it too early to make that call so i think uh, there is a very fine line between being loyal and being stubborn uh we were loyal to ajinkya rahane when he was not performing in the india home series against england we stuck through him he did not have a great tour of australia apart from that one century at uh, the mcg which you can argue actually tilted the series in our favor the, that is something that is up for debate but we have been loyal enough to rahane and pujara both No, but uh, what I'm saying is that you were saying that it will be different under Coach Dravid and Rohit in terms of uh, players will know their place. They'll, uh, th- you know. Yes, I, I, I really hope. Uh, I think that is one of the major driving forces behind appointing Rohit Sharma as vice captain because I think that is a clear enough signal to Rahane that you are no longer indispensable in this Indian side. And uh, I still feel uh, we will. try and get rahane and pujara in our team just for the first game to kind of uh, give them one final opportunity that is the feeling that i am getting i'll obviously if i was the coach of the indian team i'll play mayank at 3 kohli at 4 and shreya at 5 for me it is a no brainer but uh, it doesn't matter what i think <laughs> what matters is how rahul thinks rahul has worked with rahane previously he has seen rahane when he was at the top of his game at the rajasthan royals so i think there might be a temptation to just uh, give both of them another go as far as pujara is concerned i think rahul dravid might be a little more empathetic because rahul dravid was obviously he was a much better batter than pujara but he performed a similar kind of role where he was sometimes shunted up to open sometimes kept at number 3 sometimes pushed lower down the order so Rahul knows what it is like to be that uh, what you would term a glue in the batting lineup at number 3 soak in all the pressure but the thing with pujara is whenever he has tried to score uh, freely he has looked good but there is a reluctance on his hand to want to continue that approach in every game so the thing is whenever there is a little less pressure or pujara feels that he has reached a point of no return where everything can only go up he opens up his shoulders and plays a lot more attackingly which actually complements his game better at this point in time but whenever there is a slight pinch whenever pujara feels that he is under pressure he again goes back to those roots where he just wants to defend 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 and with the quality of bowling lineup that we are going to face in south africa and with the pitches that will accompany it i don't think that is something that will work uh, and i hope that uh, rahul actually rahul dravid that is actually tries to get into both of their both of pujara and rahane's minds because as far as technical problems are concerned they will be exposed at one point or another in international cricket we have had loads of cricketers who have their, who had their technical deficiencies being exposed but i think both of them have perhaps uh, not been as strong temperamentally in the past couple of years and i think that is what has really pulled them back because these uh, this flirting outside off stump playing around his front pad isn't something that rahane has started off in the past couple of years 
even when he began his career there were these weaknesses were there they weren't as prevalent as they are now but they were there still he found a way to score so many runs he had an average in excess of 45 for quite a while 40 let's put it at 40 it has been dropped down below 40 very recently but there was something that made him successful at one point in time so i think dravid wants to work with him and pujara to just see if they can get back to that level but once he gets the first opportunity to understand that they are probably not at that level i don't think it will be long before the likes of mayank and shreyas make their spots permanent in the side well um considering how another player who shall not be named performed after you gave your thoughts i bet rahane turns up to be a higher scorer now in the test series but we'll see what happens if he gets the opportunity. But it is, um, like uh, Sheswat said earlier, Prasan, a uh, place we've never won. We've uh, come close, but not uh, got over the line. South Africa is not the same team that it was a few years ago. Certainly not the team that we played four years ago. Um, will this victory, to, I mean, I'm expecting a victory for a start. Are you expecting a victory? And if we do get that win, will it um, stand up to scrutiny in terms of the team that we're playing? It is a huge achievement winning there. Um, I, I I think any overseas win is certainly something that should uh, you know that that should be treated uh, very seriously because um, the Indian team for a long time has been one that has really depended on spin. Um, you know, uh, with a lot of people have labelled the side as a team that depends on spin to win matches at home. Uh, but to see that the Pacers have developed into such a fearsome unit, um, you know, the likes of Siraj, Bumrah, Shami. Uh, Ishan Sharma, Umesh Yadav. I think I think it's a great side that we've got right now. And uh, uh, if if there's any bowling unit that can really match up to what South Africa or even New Zealand, Australia, England, anyone has to offer, I think it's this Indian team. Uh, and I I have uh, I have I mean I I certainly feel we have the side which can win uh, the Test series in South Africa. Um, of course, it's gonna come with a whole lot of challenges of being in that 44-day bubble that they're gonna start from December 16. So to get through that, I think um, you know, and make sure that they get settled in, uh, understand the conditions at hand. Because I mean, as good as the bowlers are, the bat the batters are too need to score runs, and uh, you know that's something that's been missing in our middle order. Um, apart from the series where Shreya Sire went really well, um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how even the likes of Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul all adapt to the moving ball, uh, seeming conditions in South Africa, uh, and you know how how they play out there because. Um, how much ever the Indian bowling uh, attack picks up wickets, it'll be as important that we uh, nego- negotiate the early moving ball, um, sort of set up a platform. Because for for the last for the couple of months, for the couple last couple of series, we've seen that the middle order has struggled quite a bit. Uh, to begin with, Kohli has um, has found getting to his uh, century very very hard. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming. So uh, not just Pujara and Rahane, but uh, Virat Kohli will be under a lot of pressure himself to score runs. Um, and of course, you know, to keep, I mean, if, if Rahane is to play, I think that just means that someone like Shreyasar might have to sit out. So, uh, Pujara and Rahane will need to make sure that they uh, make this opportunity count if they play. Um, because if, if they are in the side and they don't score runs, it just means that they're going to be shown the door uh, before the next series comes around. So, um, I, I think it's a very important series in the context of how the Indian team shapes up ahead of the next series. Because... Uh, this is a this is a very very big test. You know, the New Zealand coming to India was a was almost a foregone conclusion, considering that we are very very formidable at home. So, for us to go abroad um, and get tested against the South Africans in their backyard, I think will be a very very interesting challenge. And 
I feel it's going to be a lot it's going to be a lot more interesting to watch than the New Zealand series yeah. that was here at home. So um uh, very excited for it honestly uh, I hope Kohli gets his 100 because it's been a long time coming and people can't stop talking about it back home. So if he gets to his 100 I think that's at least a conversation we can uh, evade. Uh yeah absolutely. So looking forward to that. I think the test well not think I know the test has been put back uh by a week so we've got a couple of weeks to build up to that and we'll talk about that in a couple show, in future shows. But um just bearing in mind the time I just wanted to come back to this big announcement this week and Rad says it finally BCCI took the step of making Roy Sharma the captain of white ball cricket better late than never. Shows what we talked about this, and uh, like I said, there's a lot of topics to go over, but we just don't have the time today, and uh, we'll save it for future. But just to end on this one, I disagreed with this. Obviously, the manner it was done, you could probably tell me differently if it was done differently. But even the decision to appoint Roy, um, I, I, I don't agree with that. I mean, if you're building for the next World Cup, 2023, so like he said earlier as well, or Prasan said earlier, he's he's older than Kohli. So if you're building something, um, is he the right person or what seems to be the flavor of the uh, month at the moment? Interim is the word. Is this what he is? In my opinion, I think it was the right call to give Rohit Sharma the captaincy at this point in time because Rohit at this juncture is at the peak of his powers across all formats. Uh, before the England series, there was always an asterisk attached. Uh, can he perform overseas? Can he bat at the top of the order? Can he play against the swinging ball? I think he has answered all of those questions. A couple of years before that, in England, he had answered those white ball questions similarly. And he had done so very emphatically when he got those 500s at the 2019 World Cup. So, in my opinion, uh, Rohit Sharma is at his absolute best at this point in time. And I personally feel that we have perhaps left it a little late to hand him over the captaincy. I feel this is something that should have happened a while back. Uh, but I am really happy that it has happened now. Two years is sufficient enough time for Rohit to build the ODI team also to his liking. Because you did you would not want to be in a situation where in the middle of 2022 you feel that Virat Kohli is probably not doing the job as ODI captain and then you want to change because then Rohit would not have had the time to actually mold the team to his liking. So, if you, if you want to draw parallels, I think we can go back to how the whole 2011 World Cup cycle started. Uh, we had uh, that series in Australia the right at the start of 20, 2008, if I'm not wrong, the Commonwealth Bank series that we won against Australia in the final. So, before that series, there was a huge hue and cry around a few senior players who had been dropped. But the selection committee or the captain, whoever was in charge, took the bold call that we wanted to mould the team as... mould the team how MS wanted it by the 2011 World Cup and we bore the fruits of it. So, I think two years is a good enough time and I think this decision has come at exactly the right time, both considering where Indian cricket is at the moment in terms of it needing a slightly newer direction and in terms of where Rohit is as a cricketer because at this point in time, for me at least, he is a much more valuable player than Kohli for India. See, I agree with a couple of points, but I don't agree with the conclusion that it should be Rohit. I agree that this is the time to mould an ODI team preparing for a home World Cup. Uh, but do you think Rohit is a player... I would have had him as a vice-captain and a slightly younger person like a KL or, or uh, as the captain 
um, building that team because Rohit's got the opportunity to not only prepare for the uh, T20 World Cup but build a team around that. And it would have given a little bit of leeway to a younger, slightly captain to build uh, ODI team with the experience of having Kohli and uh, Royat in the team. But is that asking for too much? The egos would have not been able to handle that, Prasan. Honestly, I think there's a little bad blood uh, between Kohli and the BCC, at least uh, in, in terms of uh, what we can see on the surface level. Um, I mean, let's face it, right? I mean, Kohli has been the poster boy of Indian cricket for so long. And uh, what he's done to Indian cricket, um, barring the fact that he hasn't won trophies, is he's he's got Indian cricket to the level where the team is really feared across formats. Um, of course, Dhoni won titles. Uh, Dhoni really started the whole, um, the whole criteria of India being considered as one of those fearsome teams. But Virat Kohli was uh, the captain for so long and you know it, it's really unfortunate that they just finished off his captaincy tenure at least in the ODI format with just a footnote over a mail um, and that's not just something that that sat well with me um, simply because he obviously needs a lot more than that in fact there were some reports that even suggested that uh, he was given a 48-hour window within which he had to make a decision to step down and that didn't happen um, because of which the BCCI were forced to take this call. So why why uh, why why, why was the decision needed around ODI captaincy now? I I think it's very simple that they don't want two captains. Uh, they the BCCI just feels that well, they've you know, still they, got two captains, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, in in terms of the white ball uh, formats, they they didn't want one ODI captain separate and one T20A captain separate because. I mean, if, if it was a case where, for example, in England, where Joru doesn't play as much T20 cricket and Morgan's leading the team, then that's okay. But here you're, you're seeing both Rohit and Kohli will be playing T20 and ODI cricket. Uh, but now with all that's transpired and all that Kohli said post him resigning uh, from the T20 captaincy, I have a feeling he's not going to play as many T20s. Um, and that's why Rohit... Did he resign? But from the ODI, yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure he uh, he didn't resign from ODI, but yeah. he certainly resigned from T20s because, um, actually, I mean it, it's been pretty clear over the last four five years that Kohli doesn't um, enjoy the T not four five years maybe two three years that Kohli doesn't enjoy T20s as much as he does with Test and ODIs. Um, he probably isn't uh, someone who favors the T20 format as much, and that's why I wasn't surprised when he resigned from RCB and uh, the Indian team uh, T20 captaincy. Uh, but the fact that he was, I, I, I like to put it as, you know, he was thrown out of ODI captaincy. Um, I think it was pretty clear from from at least over the past one year that Kohli wanted to lead the side into the 2023 World Cup. Uh, but that's not happening because um, he's, he's been asked to serve his notice period. Uh, not even notice period. I mean, with immediate effect, he's been thrown out. And, uh, you know, Rohit Sharma is leading the side. So, um, as much as it's going to free him up as an ODI batter, as a T20I batter, and he can focus on the test format, I still feel uh, BCCI needed to treat him better, uh, treat him as 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 a captain for these many years a lot better than what they did. Um, and I, I think Rohit Sharma being picked as captain is like Shashat mentioned, he's at the peak of his powers, there's no doubt. But I certainly don't feel like Rohit's going to lead the side for two years or more. And uh, we're going to see someone like Kale Rahul or... Shreya Sayar or Rishabh Pant coming and uh, picking up that position. This was my point. I think they should have gone, if they they had to make a, uh, a decision on ODI, they should have gone down that route. But as Raj says, I don't think the greats like King Kohli would be able to play under KL. Does that apply for Roy as well, Shashwat? <laughs> We've got two big names that... 
the the ego equation first of all is something that we sitting on the outside can't really comment on because that is something that happens inside the dressing room and that is something that we try to decipher from the kind of decisions they take obviously it will be hard for people like kohli and rohit to play under someone like kl but also i think uh, we are missing a very important point or thought at least that's what i feel is that uh, bcci over here has tried to cut its losses with kohli as odi as odi or white ball captain it has probably realized that he is not the right person to lead them into icc tournament glory and for that very reason i think this is the right time to have given rohit the captaincy in terms of odi cricket t20 world cup obviously it is just a year away so you didn't really have the luxury of grooming someone in that one year while also preparing a title winning team from my opinion i think uh, they have selected the better captain of the two in terms of white ball cricket and i think this is a real obviously things could have been handled things should have been handled better in the way how kohli was stripped sacked thrown out all in inverted commas you never know what actually happened or stepped aside whatever happened uh, things could have should have been handled better but in at the end of the day i feel the better white ball captain has been given the reins plus we are also ignoring that people like kl rahul rishabh pant these people aren't really the finished articles as far as captaincy is concerned KL Rahul at least for me is, has not really been a great captain for the Punjab Kings because there have been two years where his batting approach has come under come under the scanner if he bats like that in T20 cricket and ODI cricket for India I think that is the worst thing that could ever happen to India because KL Rahul is a genuine match winner the more days he plays as anchor he is actually curtailing his own match winning abilities so I don't really know if Rahul has that leadership and batting, uh, weighing up those things, uh, balancing act. I don't think he has figured that out yet. Pant, as we saw in the uh, towards the end of the IPL, is prone to the odd mistake because let's face it, this was his first full season as IPL captain. And Shreyas Iyer at this point in time doesn't really get into both of our white ball teams or doesn't walk into both of our white ball teams. So that means the only other option is either to turn to Ravindra Jadeja or Jaspreet Bumrah, people who haven't really been looked upon as captains because yeah. Bumrah has played under uh, Rohit Sharma and will continue to do so this year. And Ravindra Jadeja, unless MS Dhoni decides to step away after just one game at Chennai, will be playing under MS for another season. So you don't really have these players having had a lot of experience. So from all the options that we had, looking at the 2023 World Cup, considering that it is in... India and considering that if it is in India, we will be the outright favourites to win it irrespective of what anyone else says. I think the BCC has just cut its losses given the best white ball captain in India that is that has not retired from international cricket, let me correct myself. The chance to lead India to glory and I think uh, the timing of it is also right. If Kohli plays T20s, if Kohli, how much Kohli plays ODIs under uh, Rohit is, remains debatable. But I can't really see us getting a better deal than Rohit Sharma as white ball captain at this point in time. Well, as always, it's never boring with uh, BCCI and some of the decisions they make. And uh, uh, we'll see what happens in the... There is, I think, three ODIs against South Africa coming up. So we'll see what happens in those as well. But before that, there's test cricket to look forward to as well. So... um, Absolutely fantastic catching up with you guys. I know you're both busy and you've got things to move on to. So 
and there's lots more to talk about but hopefully we can catch up again next week and uh, carry on this fantastic conversation but for today thank you so much for joining the show and it's good to have you back on take care guys